EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading Lovely to have your company, Trevor Long with you Taking your calls on any tech question you've got Uh, It's school holidays, it's busy There's not a lot going on in terms of me having time to prepare So I'm just going straight into the emails We're getting straight to calls Got a bunch to get through today, uh, varied and many calls. So we'll we'll get through as many as we can in the next little bit. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in, and do also appreciate when you leave a rating and a review on the iTunes store. And by the way, if you're looking for EFTM merchandise, plenty of hats and bottles available at shop.eftm.com. Um, it is iPhone iPhone launch week, so keep your eye out on eftm.com this week for. Any news, information, reviews, things we learn about the phones. I've been doing some research into the true comparisons between last year's and this year's so that you can get that. A lot of people asking that question about should I upgrade and those kind of things. So we've got a lot coming. So keep your eyes on the website, eftm.com, as well as on the YouTube channel and on the TikTok. Um, I did a bloody um, TikTok yesterday um, about like a tip, you know, a hack. What do you got a life, life hack? was about using the Notes app to scan a document. 102,000 views. It's unbelievable. And um, I did another one, and it's only had 300. It's an amazingly weird platform. You never know what's going to make it work. <laughs> but um, that's <laughs> that's just the way we roll. Um, but I, yeah, I'm starting to do a little, uh, you know, tips and tricks. Because it's great, 15, 60 seconds, you can tell people cool things. I, I always get frustrated. I was teaching my kids the other day the keyboard shortcut, excuse me, command shift T, which ring brings back a tab that you closed in Chrome or Safari and the like. And my kids were blown away. I thought, well, I'm going to write that one down. It's just the little things you know in your head, but maybe other people don't know. And, you know, it's funny. And, again, this goes to the loveliness of the Internet. But I did that tip on, on iPhones, using an iPhone Notes app to scan a page. Very easy, great, good. But the number of people that go, yeah, sure, Samsung, Samsung's doing that for years. My Huawei did that four years ago. Jesus, mate, no one said that Apple had this exclusive, exciting new feature. I was just saying, here's a thing. And it's just so amazing to watch people be so, like, who, who has the time to comment like that? Look, I guess I do. Um, <laughs> and I guess I'm learning from the same experience. Um, then I had an anti-vaxxer comment, and I just went, mate, I don't know what you're talking about. This has got nothing to do with vaccines. This is just about scanning documents. It's a funny old world, the internet, isn't it? Anyway, but we have also, I have also decided that next week I'm going to do a giveaway on TikTok. So uh, that'll be fun. It's a a big giveaway, about $900, and uh, it'll be certainly worth your while. So um, I will let you know, though, when I do that. You don't need to be randomly on TikTok if you don't want to be. But um, if you do, then uh, follow me. Just go to TikTok and search for Trevor Long. You'll find me there somewhere. Let's get cracking. On with the show. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Lovely to have your company and thank you for downloading. If you want to get on the show, if you've got a tech question or you've got a question of any sort, jump on the blower and uh, go to the website, EFTM.com, and click on Ask Trev. That's what Pete did. G'day, Pete. G'day. How are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for a new smartphone. The one I've got is a, a um, Samsung that was given to me by my son who was working at uh, Telstra at that time. Yep. 
I've had it probably about five years. Uh, it had a split across the screen ah. when I got it, and it's still got it. Yep. And, uh, and I look, I'm looking for a phone, something up to about $500. Yep. And you, what do you I use it for, it. Pete? What, what, what are the main things you do with it? I don't, I don't ever use internet, but I'd like to. Okay. And you've got a good plan uh, with your telco. I mean, I don't want to throw the internet at you and uh, have you burdened with a huge cost. No, so make sure I've you got, know that. <laughs> I've got a plan with uh, with um, Optus. Okay. So look, I actually think it's really simple. The five hundred dollars price range is beautiful. There's some really nice phones in there. Um, pretty yeah. much anything you buy between three nine nine and four nine nine is going to be. Amazing. Um, obviously, because you've got a Samsung now, I want the process to be as easy as possible for you to, to not just move, but also learn the new phone. I'd recommend the, the Samsung Galaxy A32. Letter A for Apple, number 32. Comes in a range of different colors. Let's get the black one. 499 bucks at JB Hi-Fi. Job done. Like, it's everything you need. And basically, there's a step down every every price point. So you can go down to 399 There's a nice one there. There's a lot of different price points, but if you're willing to spend 500, I think you're going to get a phone yeah. that's going to last you really good four or five years there with the A32. That's that's terrific. I remember you uh, when you were on uh, the Today Show um, or some months ago. You were you were saying there are some good phones around the four or five hundred and. Uh, they really are. It's staggering. I mean, look, I'm I'm excited about all the new phones that are coming out, and they're fifteen hundred dollars, they're two thousand dollars, and they are wonderful. Don't get me wrong, they're wonderful. But yeah. if you don't have or need to spend two grand, why would you? It's kind of like I think I was watching. Um, um, I can't remember who it was. Was it? It wasn't Elon Musk. It might have been a Warren Buffett or someone like that. But you know, a super bazillionaire kind of guy. It might have even been Jeff Bezos. And someone was interviewing him in his car, and they're going, "Mate, you've got more money." than anyone else in the world, why are you driving a Toyota Camry or whatever it was? And he goes, because that's all I need. Like, I don't need anything more than this. And I think, honestly, with phones, unless you are in some way wedded to the features of these new ones, mate, I'm telling you, Pete, I reckon you're going to ring me back in a couple of weeks and say, this A32 is the best thing I've ever had. Oh, that's terrific. Is the, the camera pretty good? Camera's great. Like, compared to anything you've currently got, it'll be great. Ah, oh, terrific. All mate, right. it's, terrific. it's terrific to talk to you. Oh, always uh, a pleasure, uh, mate. You get in touch any time you want. Always happy to try and help with any tech questions you've got. Ah, uh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, is, there, is there a tutorial that'll take me through that? Honestly, I, I the, the great thing about setting up a phone like this is that if, as long as you take your time and don't rush it, pretty much every page before you click next is an explanation of what you're agreeing to or what you need to do. Um, the hardest part will be popping out the SIM card from your old phone and putting it into the new phone and remembering the passwords for things like your email. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Well, we, we certainly do use the uh, the internet, but it's a desktop. Yeah, well, this will this will change that. This will bring that right to, you, to your, the palm of your hand, Pete. All right, good luck. Samsung Galaxy no, A52. A thirty-two. A thirty-two. Sorry, yeah, thirty-two is the four ninety-nine. Thirty-two. That's great, mate. Thank you. Pete. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for getting in touch. Okay, mate. Good on you. And if you've got a question like Pete, just uh, head on to the website eftm.com. We'll try and help you out. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.
Thanks for listening. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Russell. Uh, g'day, Trev. How are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, I, was, I had a quick question about the uh, the Audi 70-inch uh, uh, TV that's going in the catalogue this Saturday on the 25th. Yep. Uh, and I was just wondering, um, is it uh, is it a good value for money TV? Uh, it's a spot-on value for money TV. Like, seriously, great TV. Um, I've I've got one very similar in the kids' games room. Um, what is it, seven ninety nine from memory for a seventy inch? Yes, yeah, seven ninety nine. Yeah, that for that one. Yeah. So, yep. like, the question is, how are you shopping? Are you shopping on price or size? What's What's more important to you right now? <laughs> uh, to To me, it's more. It's more the, the the I suppose value for money. But I wasn't looking at sort of seventy inch um, because I did hear you um, on the radio there talking about a, a sixty five inch from Audi. Uh, once, one time ago, yep. and you said it was quite a good, um, good TV for, yeah. for for the value. Um, so I was wasn't quite looking. Where's at it going to live? Is it lounge room or a second room? What yeah, lounge room. Lounge room, yeah, lounge room. Yeah. So, mate, I mean, l- let's look at it this way: for the same money, um, you struggle to get anything that big, right? Even at JB yeah. Hi-Fi, seven ninety nine, you're getting a sixty five inch, you know, F Falcon, which is their kind of, you know, similar. Cheap, affordable brand, right? Um, the thing I love about that Aldi TV, um, if I'm correct, it's it's got Web OS, which correct. is yep. which is LG's magic remote. So the remote control that comes with it is awesome, really easy to navigate. It's got most of the apps: Stan, Amazon, Netflix, and YouTube. It won't get Disney Plus. It won't get Apple TV. So don't hold out for that. But just plug a Google Chromecast into it, Chromecast with Google TV, and you've got yourself the smartest of smart TVs. And and just remember, mate, you're not you're not buying a two thousand dollar TV. So if you feel like the picture quality isn't what your mate's got, then he's probably got a much more expensive TV. That's all I do is I, I reason with the fact that if I'm sitting in a dark room and the credits come on and I can see glowing around the credits and I think oh that's the backlight, it's because it's a in my case it's a fifteen hundred dollar eighty two inch TV, and yep. it still looks bloody awesome when I watch it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what I'm after. So I think that was sort of hardest part, mate. Because, we'll be getting it in the car. Yeah, well, I've got um, and that's I actually mentioned that to one of my work <laughs> colleagues, Matt. And I've actually got a um, one of the guys on annual leave, and we've got a van. Yeah, perfect. Um, so so I can just slide up the center of the the, the van and um and and whip it home there. Um, so that like you said, getting the TV. That was my biggest one of my biggest concerns. Is it, it, is it an in store so, buy or is it online only? I, I haven't checked the catalog. I, I, it's it's both. It's oh, both. okay, right, right, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, it's both. I'm not sure if I'm even going to be able to get it because I only have four or five of them probably. Yeah. Um, depending on how many people want them, um, then I'll have to. I'll get in there on Saturday morning and see if I can get one. So. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah. All right, mate, good luck, Russell, and let me know how, what you think of it after you've got it, mate. I'm, I'm confident you'll be satisfied with the value for money for sure. No worries. Thanks for the call. Cheers, mate. And uh, if you've got a question like Russell, just get in touch. EFTM.com is the place to go. Click on Ask Trev, send me an email, and uh, I'll... Uh, Flick through them on a Tuesday morning as we record the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long here helping with your tech questions. Any tech question you've got, go to the website EFTM.com. That's what Betty did. G'day, Betty. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm very well. School holidays in Melbourne, so it's a good way to start. Is that a good... I mean, here's my question, right? So school holidays here as well. (laughs) And right. I don't know how I'm ever going to repay my wife for the amount of effort and work she's put into schooling, let alone now school holidays. But it's great, but we're in lockdown and it's horrible. We are in lockdown. I mean, the kids... It is horrible. My daughter said to me last night, she's just turned 11, she said, school holidays in lockdown are awful. And I went, oh, Bob, I don't know what to say. What can you do? Uh, 
But do you know what? It's about the not rushing. It's about not the battle of hurry up, get up, get on class. Your teacher's waiting. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not having those battles and going back to just being mum and not mum and a teacher. I think that's what the school holidays are about at the moment. That's a good point. As long as we can find some something for the kids to do, get them out and about, play a few games, whatever. We played yeah. we played Rubik's for this today. We're just finding things to do. Sounds good. What Jigsaw can I do puzzle. for you, Betty? Well, this is my dilemma. I take a lot of notes in my job. So I go yep. from meeting to meeting and as part of my own memory process, I actually like to handwrite my notes. It yep. commits it to memory. and But then I'm left with having to type up all the minutes and get them out to the people that were in my meetings, which Oof. takes me forever. Yep. So I've come across this product. It's called a Remarkable 2. It's all over the, of, you know, Facebook, but yes. I can't find it in any stores. And I don't want to spend about $700, $750 on something that is not going to do what I need. All it claims to do is to transcribe your written notes into a PDF, which yeah. is fine. I don't care as long as it can do what it says it's going to do. So I've seen it. A uh, mate of mine on Facebook um, bought one <laughs> and he's, he's like super, he's worse than me, nerdy-wise. He'll buy everything and you know kind of goes through stuff, buys and sells uh, as the generations come and go. And I saw this. Uh, he's a mar- wedding celebrant, you know, making these notes for his, right. his celebrant, yep. all that kind of stuff. It's perfect. But I still look at it and go, okay, for the money, right? Yes. You're talking seven hundred odd dollars, right? For yep. the money, I don't know why you still wouldn't just buy an iPad. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an Apple person, so you don't I need do to be. have. You don't need to be an Apple person. You don't. You know what? I'll, I'll rephrase. I don't know why you wouldn't buy uh, a full featured tablet. tablet. All right, Samsung Galaxy S7 uh, with an S Pen. So there's a new one just launched at seven ninety nine, twelve yep. inch screen, um, yep. and it comes with the pen for seven ninety nine. To be honest, which is great, great value. Um, it, it, you know, it's light, it's thin, it's easy to hold in your hand, easy to write notes on. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Samsung's S Pen is brilliant. I have yep. more experience. I will argue, though, just from an experience point of view, with the Apple iPad and the Apple Pencil. Now, the Apple Pencil is an additional expense of, you know, $160-odd on top of either a $499 or a $799, whatever, whichever iPad you want to buy. But here's yeah. the thing. In, in the Notes app on, on an iPad, and you'll need, you'll need to train your brain. It's going to take you a couple of weeks to learn <laughs> the basics of it. But here's right. what I've seen demonstrated many, many times. And it, I don't do it because I don't do handwriting. I'm rubbish. But in the Notes app, on an iPad, you can jot away, write away, da 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 And not only can you then, you know, export them as a PDF or whatever you want to do, but you can convert to text, so highlight it, and it'll just turn it into text. And then it's not going to be perfect, not going to be 100% accurate, but then just tap away at the keyboard and edit what's, what's there. But more mm-hmm. importantly, you open up the Notes app without having converted anything to anything, and you can just search. And it searches your handwriting. Right. <laughs> Now, that's pretty cool, right? So then you can yeah. go, when yeah. did we mention the budget last? Oh, search for the word budget. And, and it'll go and, and find And there's your notes. note from the last time you mentioned the budget, or every time you mentioned the budget in a note. Yeah. Or so, I can search a student and find all the notes I've got on a particular student. Hello. And think about that parent-teacher-wise. Yeah. You, you, okay, just search up Jackson and there's all Jackson's notes. Boom. Every, every conversation, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I need. If you're a diligent note-taker and you've probably got beautiful handwriting so it would be more accurate than the mere mortals <laughs> like me, I, mm. I, look, I do think the iPad is a – it's a more powerful investment, if I could say it to you that way. 
I, I'm yeah. quite happy for you to buy the Remarkable 2, and I think if you read the reviews online, it does what you want it to do. I've got no doubt. Yeah, although some of the reviews are not so good. Some people say it's too dark, it doesn't read their script. Okay. So, I, and yeah, and without being able to touch it and have a go, it's very yeah. hard to make that decision. So I think, um, so would you go the Samsung or would you go the iPad? I think I can hear you saying iPad. Yeah, you're hearing me say iPad. But again, that's because okay. I'm, I'm, I'm probably pushed more towards Apple in my daily use anyway. Um, yeah, but if you know, so I have any- a Samsung phone. I don't use anything Apple. <laughs> you know, but d- d- I do use them at school. It doesn't matter because you're going to send from one to the other via email anyway. Most but, of the yeah, time, absolutely. Um, even a Samsung Sounds to good. Samsung, it's not easy to share across devices and stuff. And here's the thing: you know what I'd do? I'd buy it online from Apple. I'd do a yep. click and do a click and collect at your nearest Apple store. Buy mm-hmm. the buy the iPad and the pencil. And remember, yep. you have 14 days to return it. Right. Apple have so a fourteen have a day. Yeah, have a play. Have Seriously. a play. Sounds good. Keep the receipt. Have a play. If you don't like it within ten days, take it back and go. I've, I've still got three days. Take it back. You know. Boom. Done. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. I think. All right. Enjoy I the holidays. Think, um, I, look. Thank you for the advice. I just needed somebody else to point me in the right direction. No thank you, and good luck with your daughter. Take care, Trevor. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> cheers. Good on Bye. you. And uh, cheers, Betty. And if you've got a question. You know, uh, it's a good point. You see these things on the internet, you know, marketed on the internet. And you've seen my videos about crap I've bought on the internet. But that's a that's a genuinely great product, the um, uh, the Remarkable 2. But, um, you, you know, it, it is hard. If you haven't seen it or don't have someone you trust that's used it, it's going to be hard to validate the, the purchase in your head. Interesting stuff. Let me know if you've got experience with either the Remarkable 2 or... Uh, or the iPad. Um, Josh, if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about, you, mate. Um, I'd genuinely like to know where you're at with it. I know you sold your iPad and bought the Remarkable. Have you kept it? Are, are you with it? Am I wrong? Let me know. Trevor Long here, talking your calls. If you've got a question, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Mark. How are you today? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Trevor, we're looking uh, in the medium term to move uh, our spoilers from uh, the rented space back, back home again. And, Ooh, big um, call. Big call. And then yeah, I, if, yeah. I, uh, if I'm right, has that been – how long you had the office? It's less than 10 years, isn't it? No, since December 2006. Wow. Okay. Jeez, it's just going back a bit. I can remember yeah. talking to you from home, though, in, in the very, very early days. So Yeah, and it's been a while. I mean, even down here, uh, our son, Matt, one who was murdered, he, in fact, did all the, the uh, cabling and first setup for us down here. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, that, yeah. that'll make it harder for you to part with, mate, I'm sure. But um, but so oh, this, is this based around kind of the success of work from home? Yes, it's a number of things. It's it's uh, uh, We've got ourselves to the point where we're uh, uh, independent of the office space. We're working smarter, not harder. We're, we're doing more now with three people than five back then. We've yeah. got all of our oh, dozens and dozens of filing cabinets and lever arch folders. We're just now all, all online. Uh, the last thing will be our, our phones. We have work phones installed pretty shortly, and uh, we can uh, those phones can go... It, anywhere like we answered on our mobile phone. Yeah, like wow. Our work, our work numbers. So it's uh, basically stuff that was technically not possible, let alone physically not possible, five years ago, let alone a couple. So true, so true. Yeah. We've taken the steps that, look, if any of us got sick, uh, we were forced to work from home, we can. So that's what the, we're extending on that. And we've got space at home. We've got a big place that the kids have all moved out now. <laughs> and, uh, um, we can use that. Yeah, right. So uh, what can I do for you? What's your concern or what's your worry? 
Well, at home, um, just to give you a bit of bit of uh, structural information, it's a, it's a big place. If it's um, downstairs is double brick, uh, where the offices will be. Upstairs is basically all our living areas, and uh, that's brick veneer. Yep. So uh, we we've got envy um, in there right now, which is working pretty well. Um, we get the hundred plan that works. We get ninety plus almost. And where's the modem upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs, next, right next to the TV. Okay. And we've got a, a Wi-Fi network now upstairs and extended to put that up into the yard. But uh, we want to. I'm, I'm hearing you talking um, uh, on online with the podcast about the the mesh systems. I want something that's fast, reliable, and can give us the maximum use out of the out of the um, the modem. Also, too, we goodness me, we've, we've got these Google Nest things at home now. They're like hardware. They're just breeding. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. So, uh, um, and we're using it. We're doing more streaming as well. So we just yeah. we're not doing any gameplay, but um, I just thought it would be a good system. I looked at just yesterday the Orbi system, yep. and I've looked online at the I think it was one megahertz and six megahertz it might have been, and I'm confused as to what we need and and uh, uh, a big variation in cost of course. But yeah, look, what, what what we're saving rent. I'm not concerned with the cost of it. If it does, yeah, it totally. Does, I, I see I that. It, it's an investment on its own. Yeah. This is a utility. It's an underlying. It's an underpinning of your whole home, let alone home office. With just with the the floor between the upstairs and the downstairs, is that wood or concrete? It would. So, it would. and is the TV where the modem is? How, like, in terms of up up versus down? You know, is it kind of literally directly above the home office space, or is it diagonally opposed? Do you oh, think? Slightly like diagonally opposed. I mean, yeah. I, what I was thinking is looking. Things I've seen online is um, smother upstairs with the mesh with the mesh system, and that would transmit through the floor quite well. Yeah, it, uh, it will. And look, the thing is, Wi-Fi does fall, so you're in a good position that your modem is actually upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it sounds weird because you normally you'd want the modem to be next to the the office, for example, but actually being next to the TV is a, a better option in many cases. So Wi-Fi having the if you if you if anyone listening is choosing to have the NBN installed anywhere in their home, do it upstairs in the middle of a house. Because then it's essentially falling down, uh, as simplistic as that is. Um, you, you probably, I mean, how how big is the upstairs? Uh, how wide? How long? Like, what's the size of that upstairs? Because I'm not even sure you need three units. I don't think you need two upstairs and one down. But I would like you to have one downstairs. Okay, so, okay. You know, I'm I, happy to get. I'm happy to get. So it, it, it's an investment. It'll do the job for us. So I'm happy if, I, if I've got to get more than we need, I don't mind that. So that's not a lot. To you know, I, I, the ideal scenario is uh, an Orbi system with a router next to the modem, obviously, mm-hmm. and then a satellite upstairs. You know, a third or half of the way through the house, and then another satellite downstairs, essentially in between those two, but below in the floor below. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you're getting a bit of the the drop from the, the two upstairs ones, plus you're getting the power of the downstairs one, which should give you uh, just unbelievable internet. So if you stand at the other end of the house today, even with reasonable Wi-Fi and extender, and you're paying for 100 at the modem, you get 95 at the modem, you're probably getting 85, 70, maybe even 60 down the other end of the house. Down, downstairs... Even as well. So. Yeah, right. So downstairs, on an extender, you, it's, it's going to be horrible. It could, it could be in the 40s. I'd almost guarantee you that with a three uh, box, uh, as in two satellites and one router system from Orbi, you'll end up getting 90 to 95 at every part of the house that matters. That's awesome. And, and the, the, the big thing to look at, so if, forget the three system for the moment, just look at the two packs. That, mm-hmm. And I did a video recently where I looked at the three main systems. They've got, I think it's called the RB. Uh, 
BK532 or 3-2-3, and then the 7 and the 800 series. And mm-hmm. essentially, it's good, better, best. And in your house, I think you're definitely in the better range moving up to best because better and best, the difference really is um, how many devices are going to connect. And you're already a bit smart homey, Mark. So with that many yeah, Googles, yeah. You're, I mean, I can see you investing in light sooner or later. You know, I can see some things happening. You may as well, in this one tax deduction, you know, depreciation for the business, um, you may as well look at that that top-end system, the, the 800 series, um, and with, with the extra satellite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not going to be cheap, mate. That's a $1,200 system plus another satellite. Um, if, if you wanted to save a little bit, then go the 700 series and, and again, get the extra satellite. And I don't think no, you'll notice no. today, and you probably won't notice in the next four years, but just, you know, for absolute future-proofing, the 800 series is going to do the job. That's awesome. Great. Okay, thank you. All right, champ. Good luck. And, uh, and I like the fact that it's a medium-term thing, so you can work your way through it, and which means you can work on this, get this right, and then bring in the, the rest of the equipment and, and slowly move oh, yourself properly our, back. Our lease is going to expire until the end of July, so we've got plenty of time. We've got to get the spaces all sorted first of all, so I'm just working my way through all this. And, uh, it's an interesting um, conversation, isn't it, to have? And obviously, you know, you and Faye would talk about this regularly, but yeah. like we've been talking about extending the upstairs of our house, and my wife talks about it as being like a kid's, you know, retreat kind of upstairs room and everything. And now I'm thinking, like, am I stupid to have this office? Should I just have this kind of false studio set up at home? I'm... You know, you think about the investment is in your own home as opposed to me spending this money on a, on someone else's bloody, you know, building. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so hard. We can we can save with all the on costs and the rent itself. We can save forty k a year. Um, so yeah. that's that's serious coin. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, and it's... the thing is, yeah, clients have been we're, we're changing our our. our Method of working, um, you know, thanks to Zoom and uh, yeah. email. Um, in, and my older clients who were quite reticent and a bit concerned with this sort of technology. Yes. After a They've been forced into it, haven't they? Yeah. they well, we're not forced. We've talked them through it and explained them how it works. Look, I'll send you a link, click in, and I'll, I'll guide you how it goes. We're not for sharing screens and sharing documents through the software. Um, they're just now wrapping us. And that costs $200 a year. It's just you're you're at the other side of the uh, the the family world there, Mark. That's the only problem. You you just said the kids have moved out, whereas I don't know yes, what's going to happen right. in the next yeah, ten years. Yeah. My kids are going to get older. They're going to have mates. They're going to have girlfriends and boyfriends. Jesus, probably probably not a good idea for me to be at home. At <laughs> last, and go they well in their thirties, but now we have place six bedrooms. So three downstairs, and that's what you'd like. Yeah, right. All right. Well, good luck, mate. Me, thanks again. Cheers, buddy. And uh, well and take care. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Same to you, and love to Faye. Good on you, mate. And um, if you like Mark, have a question. Get in touch all the time. Happy to take your questions uh, on the website, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM Podcast. Trevor Long taking your calls. You've got a tech question, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. I've got myself a night shift listener on the line. G'day, Danny. Hey, mate. How are you? You listen to Lukey Boner, do you, mate? What was that? You listen to Luke Boner on Triple M, do you, mate? I do. I do in the morning. have to listen to Luke. You're a good man. What can I do for you, buddy? Oh, just inquiring. When I'm... We run our TV and all of our um, server through uh, the TV through um, NBN. Yep. When we put the microwave on, the TV then just cuts out, stalls, stops. And I'm just trying to work out. I've been Googling all over the place. I can't seem to find an answer on how to solve the problem of a microwave going on and cutting out our NBN with the TV. Is your TV wired onto your modem or is it Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. So 
then that gives me the second potential. So there's two potential problems. One of them is just electrical, and essentially you may have a faulty microwave. So I've ha- absolutely had it happen where people go, it's literally the microwave that's faulty. It's, uh, it's, it's a short or, you know, there's a, there's a problem with it, and that has solved this problem for other people. But more commonly, it's an interference in the Wi-Fi. So the thing, it's not an easy thing to fix, I'll be honest, Danny, but the thing you need to do is dig into the Wi-Fi settings. So you need to learn how to essentially log into the back end of your Wi-Fi, the admin part of your modem. And you need to see if you can change the channel. Um, And Wi-Fi networks can operate across something like 12 different channels. And there's often interference with your neighbor's channels, but also things like microwaves can be interfering at a certain level. So... That, those are the things that I'd want you to do. I'd want you to see whether you can try the microwave in a different PowerPoint and see whether it's related to the wiring of the house or the physical microwave. But otherwise, I'm I'd hoping, be... Trev, I'm hoping not because I've just spent a fortune on a renovation. So I'm hoping it's a brand new microwave. So I'm going to hopefully have to eliminate those ones. Well, that's, <laughs> let's fingers crossed on that. But do, do, do take... I mean, is it, is it built into the wall? You can't move it? The microwave? Yeah, the microwave. Yeah, no, I can take it out. Just for giggles, mate. Take it out, put it in another part of the house, like on a different circuit is what I'm saying, and see whether okay. it makes any difference. It probably won't, I'll be honest. Um, okay. But then you need to learn how to dig into the back-end settings, the admin panel of your modem, and see if you can – and, again, it's all about Googling, right, self-teaching yourself, but changing the Wi-Fi channel. That's what the you're looking Wi-Fi for. Wi-Fi channel. Wi-Fi channel. And you might be able to flick around, try a few different channels – and see whether that gives you any luck. Okay, then. No problem. Give it a whirl. Thanks, Let me know how you go, buddy. Okay, then. Thank you so much. No sir. worries at all. Any time. And uh, if you've got a question like Danny, just go to the website, eftm.com, and uh, I'll try and help you out best I can. I, I actually think there's people listening going, you know, I know what the answer is. Please tell me. I have had that one before, so I'm happy to happy to help if, uh, if someone knows a better answer. Here to help, if you've got a tech question, uh, just go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. That's what Gavin did. G'day, Gav. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Really good, buddy. What can I do for you? I'm after a laptop for my eight-year-old daughter. Um, she's after a touch screen, and the budget's around seven to 800 and I was wondering if I could get your advice. So what does she need it for? What does she want it for? What is she really going to use it for? So she Predominantly at the moment, being in Melbourne, it's for WebEx. Okay. Um, but also, she being eight years old, her and her friends are glued to Roblox and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So, so they're the things that she's playing at the moment. Look, and what's she playing on at the moment? Uh, she's playing on an old Dell that was in my garage that we bought out. Uh, she took my um my garage laptop yep. during COVID. So that's what she's been using. It's an old XPS. And, and how, how's it going for in terms of like playing Mike? Because I'll be honest with you, plenty of laptops, $700 and less that'll do the job for WebEx, for schoolwork and all that kind of stuff. But it's actually when they want to do things like gaming that it becomes a whole other world of pain because some of those games, they really drag upon the system. So is she complaining about the way it plays or the way it works? Uh, be only being eight, not really. Good, okay. Um, but, but it's seven hundred bucks, mate. It's got to last for a couple of years, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I was debating. So there was a Surface on sale. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought that and I think that's just expired. But anyhow, um, 
So there was a 128 gig one with SSD hard drive, but then I thought, well, maybe I should need to, to get longer life out of it, perhaps go the 256 gig SSD so you could potentially use that as RAM. Is that possible? Or? Well, actually, honestly, I'm, I'm just looking at the Surface Go would be the one I, I reckon you would have seen. Oh, actually, no, you want the laptop. Where's the laptop? There was a laptop... Um, the Microsoft Surface Laptop Go is, I think, what they called it, um, yep. and like it was a, it was to me, it was almost the perfect kids' laptop. Um, the entry level one, though, now is still. It was a bit, bit more expensive when it launched, but it's eight seventy nine. Yep. But at eight seventy nine, that's only got sixty four gig of memory. Now that's storage. To be clear, when you see that number, that's storage space. And yep. you don't need that much storage place to play Roblox and Minecraft because it's kind of all stored in the cloud. Um, but that laptop, let me tell you right now, if you could if you could stump it for the 879 of the Surface Go laptop, that laptop will probably get her into high school. Right. Like first year of high school. I wouldn't want it to be more than first year. So here, my, my kids um, get got a laptop, my first kid, and so then every other friggin' one wants the same timing, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> got his laptop when he went into year five. And so my daughter's done the same thing. And it's like, as soon as she got the laptop, she's playing Minecraft. I'm like, babe, that's not a Minecraft device. It's not that good. But I looked and I said, this thing is going to be, it's going to work through to year seven. And then in year seven, at the end of year seven, we're going to invest in a good computer that's going to last year eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So right. it's actually a good time to buy that kind of early um, childhood device. But, you know, 879 is still an expensive price. But the reason I, bring, I point that out to you is because that's a very good device very reliable, trusty, good speed, um, great screen. It is touchscreen. The 64 gig of storage space, don't be put off by that because you can just plug a little tiny portable hard drive for 60 bucks that gives you exactly the same amount of storage again if she's if she starts doing, you know, writing documents, taking photos. But kids live in the cloud, mate. All their yeah. stuff they learn at school is in Google or Microsoft Cloud. So you won't have any problems like that. Um, yep. So the, the the options are that. Take the Microsoft Laptop Go or go back to your price point and there's a Lenovo at just over 700, 749, 15-inch computer, HP, little uh, exactly 699, 15-inch computer. These are both at JB Hi-Fi. They've both got 8 gigabytes of RAM and between 128 and 256 in SSD storage. And so... Mate, they're going to be great computers. I actually don't know if they're touchscreen. I doubt it would be my pick. Um, maybe the Lenovo is, but yeah, I, I just what, what does she want touchscreen for? Like, it's not not neither of oh, those two games. Yeah. Neither of those two games require touchscreen. Yeah, that, that's and well, yeah. So you raise a good point there because you so for the Lenovo, the HP at a fifteen inch opposed. And no touchscreen, but opposed to the Surface, which is only a twelve point four inch. That's right. So you, it's that's what you're you paying for. Yeah. Well, yeah, with Microsoft, yeah. you're paying for the brand, the quality, the size, because yep. it's a super portable, very thin device, and the touchscreen. Yep. Um, yep. Whereas with the HP and the Lenovo, you're paying for the size, the, the the size of the screen, the battery life, the performance, the the memory on board. You know, it's got mate, it's a good computer. It's a good yep. computer. It's and, and again, that HP theoretically will last till year seven, but it's 15 inches. It's a yep. big beast. It's not one I'd want. I'd wanting my year seven kid to have to take to school. So it's going to be a bit big, to be honest, I think, for that. Ah, uh, understood. So, yeah, no, that's something certainly to consider. Have you got other kids all... younger than this one? Ah, uh, five-year-olds. So, mate, here's the great thing. You get the yep. you get the HP, 
and it lasts year three, four, five, or six, whatever, for the first kid. And then, and maybe it only lasts a couple of those, and then it becomes a hand me down for the next kid, and then you work your way up. So, you know, I, I think you'll be you'll be on a winner with either choice. You either invest in the the young one now going through to maybe year seven with the Surface Laptop Go, or you go right. We're just going to get the needs sorted for primary school with this HP or Lenovo. Job done. Understood. Nah. Great advice. Awesome. All right, mate. Good luck, Gav. Well, thank you. My pleasure, Enjoy your buddy. day. You too, mate. Enjoy your day and uh, stay safe in lockdown. You too. Thanks, right, Trevor. Mate. And if you've got a question like Gav, just go to the website, eftm.com. Uh, life's not easy in lockdown, but we're all pushing through because it ain't far off, folks. We're getting close. The EFTM podcast, Trevor Long taking your calls. You've got a question, go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Josh. G'day, Trevor. A voice I recognise, Joshua Dowling from Drive. That's me. Just Long sneaking time in. the first time caller. Just sneaking into my, my emails. I, I, I go through the DMs. emails. I didn't look at the name. I'm just looking, oh, that's a good question about iPhones. Wow, that's a good one. I'm going to get him on. It's Josh Dowling. How are you, buddy? What can I do for I'm you? I'm really well, really well. So, uh, iPhone 13, everyone's excited about it, myself yep. included. I have soldiered on with an iPhone 8 Plus for, Oof. what is it, four years now? Yep. Yep. Still serving me well. I do want to upgrade because of the camera and, hey, it's time. This thing will probably conk out on me anytime soon. Yep. My question is, I'm on a really cool Telstra <laughs> plan that they don't do anymore. It's yes. so good they don't do it anymore. Yes. It's that overseas. Fully grandfathered, can... yeah, I know it. Brilliant. Now, if I break that, I can't get that again. So I want to keep that plan, and I can keep it until they force me off it somehow um, or introduce a similar plan. But if I take my SIM card out of my iPhone 8 Plus, which is a 4G SIM card, and put it in the new iPhone 13 Pro, Will that work? Will it, and will it just give me four G predictably? What What are the pros and cons? What's uh, uh, my My guess is you will only get four G because they can enable five G on a plan by plan or user by user basis, right? So, essentially, on their very very cheapest plan, five um, G doesn't exist. You got to you got to pay an extra for to have five G, which would be stupid. You may as well go up a plan. But you're talking about a plan that doesn't exist anymore, and so it wouldn't have five G ticked. Now, there's a very small chance you, you ring customer service and you say, 5G's not appearing on my phone, and they say, it's not on your plan. And you say, listen, I've been with you forever and I'm paying 100 bucks a month or whatever it is, um, 200 bucks a month. And yeah, 200 yeah, yeah. Yeah, turn it on, and, and they go, yeah, cool, and they just do it. But it's okay, unlikely. But you, but you think the SIM card will work? 100%. I don't have to worry about that. 100%. Okay, so it will I'm work. Good, I'm good with that. Mate, yeah. I would argue, what, what are you missing anyway? And I, Look, I love Telstra. They're doing a great job. But mm. I switched away from the from Telstra to Boost, which is using Telstra, and yep. I'm paying thirty bucks a month now, and wow. I don't miss five G, and I've got a five G yep. tower, mate, thirty five meters from my office. I was getting six hundred megabit per second speed tests, but did it make any difference to my life? Not at all. Yeah, I've got to tell you that Boost is a good tip because, as you know, doing what we do for a job, you do need that coverage. And I know Voter and I know Optus all say they're getting better, but you know, you're sharing a car with a colleague and their phone isn't working. Guess what? They're not on Telstra. Mate, so Boost Boost is a is a genius yeah. move because it's fully on Telstra, but you're not paying wow. that. Pay. But so you don't get the the benefits that you're looking at. If we do, if we were never going to travel again, I'd say yeah. Telstra's latest deal is you you sign up with a you buy a new phone. They're giving you fifty bucks a month off their um, one hundred and eleven dollar right. plan, so it's I great value. One hundred and eighty gigabytes a month, 
But you need yeah. the overseas stuff, so I do. Yeah, I Mate, do, the, need the, the data and the calls. The, the the Pro Max is is a big investment. Um, do, you're a big screen man. Is that what you want? You want the big I screen? I am. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go Pro Max one terabyte. What? Thought, you know what? Let's, let's go all in. <laughs> you never know. Uh, well, if you're going to go this far, what's another few hundred? bucks? that's what they're doing. That's what they're relying on. They're yeah, trying true. to walk you up the model. Right, you start in kicking the tires on a Commodore Executive, and you drive out to Calais. <laughs> So that's, that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> that is, that's a very good analogy. What are you driving right now? Uh, I am in a, I've got to think for a second. Here we go. A oh, Kia Stinger, actually, four-cylinder. Oh, wow. The, the underrated one. Not too bad. It's a bit of a, sh- a shame, the Kia Stinger. Great car. It's one of those cars that motoring journalists love. Love, because, love because it gives you the rear-wheel drive excitement of, uh, of old. It. And they rave about it, or we rave about it. And the customers don't buy it. It's yeah. not selling in anywhere near the numbers. That said, Australia is punching above its weight. Mm. Kia's doing a great job with that car in Australia. It's just not working overseas. Sadly, probably going to be the last one yeah. and going the way of all large, powerful rear-drive sedans, same as the Commodores, same as the Falcons, and sadly, probably the Kia Sting is next to you. And it'll probably be replaced by an electric something or other. I've got a so, Kia. Speaking of which, I've got a Kia Nero in, um, oh, in, in the driveway. Not bad. Very expensive. Well, it's Tesla money, and it's seven-year-old tech. That is like driving around in an iPhone 4. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, is, isn't 5. that the problem? Yeah. Isn't that the biggest problem we've got here? This is a good-looking little car, but yeah. if it was, mate, if it was 35, 40 grand, it would be the number one selling electric car in Australia. But it's no $70,000. I can buy a Kia Carnival. Yeah, and you did. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, why, who's spending $70,000 on something that's not a Tesla? Well, two two things have happened. I think Tesla coming down in price is just a brilliant move because everyone who comes out with a new electric car at the moment is saying, hang on, but you can get a Tesla for that. And, mm. of course, the Tesla's got greater range, et cetera, yeah. uh, and it's got a bit of a cachet to the brand. I mean, yep. we've all talked about their body panels aren't quite there yet, but their battery tech. And we've learned that people don't give a rat's. Levels. No, we, that's right. We've, we've, that's it's, right. Like, it's like the Mustang. We learned that people don't care about um, star ratings. They, they bought right. them in droves. It's body panels. That people don't care about the build quality. They just want the, the thing. Yeah, but you're onto something because as soon as an electric car company or any car Mate, company... BYD, say, I'm telling re- you. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. They've made a lot of promises. We haven't delivered anything yet. I was going to say, do you, think- you reckon they're going to follow through? Because that, even that little oh. one at 30, 30 grand, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, look, I think it, it looks great on paper and all our news team, I say to them, guys, go in this with your eyes open and whatever they claim, make sure you say they claim because we yeah, haven't right. seen much action yet. So proceed with caution. But you're onto something in as much as as soon as some car company brings out a nicely sized SUV around that thirty to $40,000 range, which sadly will be a few years away just because the cost of battery tech, mate, they will be onto a winner. I mean, a RAV4 sized SUV at forty to $50,000, maybe even a touch lower, as a full electric car, look out. I also call BS on it being about the cost of battery tech. I think the battery tech has been... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think they're R&D. They're just trying to, they're just trying to gouge the market for, for, for cash, and they're, okay, and they're look, losing I'm, out. I'm watching a lot of uh, news docos uh, coming out of America at the moment on the likes of CNN and others getting right into the battery side of things, and aside mm-hmm. from the precious metals that goes into them, and how there's a bit of a bottleneck in supply and a bottleneck, yep. in fact, in recycling them. Look, you, know, you and I both know uh, electric cars are here to stay. They're not for everyone, but no. they definitely will form a part of our future. But I just, it's worth reminding people that 
don't be scared if you don't want to have an electric car because there's still going to be petrol and diesel around yeah. for at least 40 or 50 years. Get a plug-in hybrid. A, yeah. Best of both worlds. Absolutely. I've, I've said that for a while. Lovely to talk to you, mate. Stay well. Thanks, Trevor. Monday Thanks we'll catch advice. up once lockdown ends. Sold. All right, buddy. Thanks for getting in touch. See you, mate. See you buddy. And, uh, yeah, that's Josh Dowling. So if you didn't – I mean, it was a very in conversation, I realise. But uh, Josh Dowling, who is uh, one of the big guns at uh, drive.com.au – um, formerly car advice. Um, good bloke. Uh, great mate. We get on very well and um, speaks the truth, speaks it like it is. Um, and I know he loves that bloody Telstra plan. Far out. He's spending $200 a month with Telstra just because of the roaming. Because he travels worse than me, like more than me overseas when we're allowed to. And so it's just, it's the ultimate international travel plan for Telstra fans. So um, that's where he wins <laughs> that argument. And he'll always stay with them on that plan wherever he can. Uh, anyway, iPhone out this week. Um, we'll have full details and reviews and thoughts on that in Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we'll have a special Telstra um, presented edition of the Two Blokes Talking Tech uh, for iPhone launch, looking at unpacking everything we know about the iPhone 13. Looking forward to taking your calls. If you've got a question, go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Mark. Hey, Trevor, how are you? Yeah, really good, mate. Long time no speak. Absolutely. It has I, been a long time. I reckon time. you've been listening as long as anyone. Oh, just about. Um, go back a bloody long way uh, listening to your tech life and, and more from my memory. So, absolutely. Uh, I remember yeah. working with you as a uh, work experience at um, 2GB. Jesus with the Olympics. Christ, mate. That's crazy. I know. How old are we now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting on. Um, I saw. A, uh, I, I did a video, um, and this will become obvious uh, what I'm talking about later in the week, or more more likely tonight, Tuesday night. But I did a video where I was. I had to film myself, and so I was using a let's just say a phone um, to video myself, and I walked away from the phone, and then you know did present it to the video, and then I was editing it out. I went. You know, obviously, I'm not going to walk. Keep the bit of my walk, and I went, Jesus, mate! My kids bagged me about the bald spot. It's getting bad. Like I may as well just shave. That's the problem. Anyway, do it. We, we digress. We digress. What can I do for you, buddy? Yeah, so I was um, having a look online because um, I love my Apple products, and uh, I was surprised that when uh, the iPhone 13 uh, was announced, they didn't make any big deal about the uh, new Apple Care plans. Um, I noticed that there's something about um, Waston Stolen now. So this was something that existed overseas, didn't it? Yeah. I, as far as I'm aware, it was in America for a while, but now um, we finally got it here. So it does intrigue me. Because AppleCare uh, Plus, right, it, it, yeah. people see it as like an extended warranty style thing. And I, you know my view on extended warranties. I'm not a fan. I don't think you need them. But there is there is a... There is a part of me that says, but but be cautious. There is a reason for them. That is, look, sometimes you just haven't got the time to dick around with consumer affairs and all that stuff, and you just want your rights and you want your phone fixed and all that stuff. So that's where Apple Care comes in. You get priority customer service. You get a lot of yeah. pretty cool things. But theft and loss, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how much you, you've you've read into it since you noticed this, but you know you pay up front for a you know plan or you pay monthly, and then yeah, if you exactly. lose your phone. You simply pay like an excess, and they yeah. give you uh, your phone back. That's exactly it. Like I think it's about probably eighteen or nineteen dollars a month or something, or I think it's about three hundred and twenty for two years. So uh, it makes it um, very appealing. Like if you do 
um, have that uh, tendency to leave your phone somewhere. Um, and then you, um, if you've got that Find My iPhone turned on, then you've got that assurance that um, you might uh, be able to get the phone replaced under the right circumstances. And essentially all you've got to do is, as you say, you've got to have it uh, configured properly. You've got to have Find My turned on. You've got, to, you've got to have the Apple ID lock on it because from Apple's yeah. point of view, it's a certainty. If someone steals your phone, it's only good for parts because exactly. they can't be activated again. Your phone, yeah. not for, I don't know, six years have you been able to really steal a phone and use it. Um, so I do, I've just done some research. So the iPhone 13 mini and iPhone 13, it's $249 for, for 24 months or $12.49 monthly. For the 13 Pro and Pro Max, it's 320 bucks, $319 for two years or $15.99 monthly. And then... You know, it's a, it's basically a couple hundred dollars um, and, and a bit more than a couple hundred bucks to get the phone replaced if you if you lose it or um, have it flogged from the cafe that you're sitting at. It's a great it's deal. Not a bad, not a bad little deal. I want to see it come to the iPads. It's um, I just um, ordered the uh, iPad Mini, and that is something which um, I'm really looking forward to. Just like such a compact size, but um, still got the benefits of um, the iPad um, form factor as well. Yeah, I, um, I'm I'm in love with the look of it. So yeah, my kids are looking forward to getting a hold of those. I can tell you right now. But well, the iPhone 13, I've got 12 Pro Max at the moment. I'm like. I'm not big on video, so I yeah. just don't see the benefits to upgrade this year. It looks First like time a, in a while. Looks like a big call to be upgrading just year on yeah. year. But hasn't that always been the case, really? Have you always upgraded it every single been. year? I have been for the last, like, um, probably three or four years because I've been... 11 to 12, to my... I get, right? 11 to 12, 12 yeah. I understand, design. Um, 10 or 10S or 10 to 10S. I mean, pfft, why would you have done that? Well, I, I've been handing down to my um, parents and um, siblings so yeah, okay. uh, because I'm such an avid fan and that's why they benefit from my big spending. But this year, I just cannot pull the trigger. I just well, can't I think see the justification. Just spoke to, to Josh uh, Akola, who's going to buy the $2,719 top-of-the-line one. I think the theft and loss might be the best idea for him as well. <laughs> Absolutely for that. You yeah, really yeah. want to protect Bloody the purchase. Oh. All right, good spotting, mate. Thanks for letting me know. No problem. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, buddy. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Let's keep going with calls. Ulrich's on the line. G'day, Ulrich. Yeah, okay. How are you going? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, Trevor, I was just, look, I, uh, my grandson, who's going on eight, he wants a uh, VR headset. And what I want to do is find one that is, have they got educational functions and can they play that minecraft game that he likes yeah <laughs> minecraft no i haven't seen a vr minecraft um right. there's some very cool games though there's there's yep. um, very very energetic games there's one called beat saber which is all about um kind of dancing but but playing with music it's very very cool um yep. there's also some just very cool practical stuff like learning different tasks and things but I'm just going to say this just straight up or rick uh, i'm i'm nervous about recommending a vr headset to someone so young um, oh, okay. The, yep. the, the guidelines that they all have in the box say they shouldn't be used by kids under 12. Oh, and the right, reason right. is when you put it on, you're blocking out the real world and there's this little screen that's, let's say, it's an inch or two from your eyes. You've got these young developing eyes and if they spend too long on it, it's, it's essentially tricking their eyes and their brain into learning the wrong thing about eyesight and, you know, depth oh. and distance and stuff. So if... 
like my kids put one on. I remember putting it on one of the first ones we had, and they were going mad. It was so awesome. These they were very young at the time, like maybe four, five, and nine or something, right? And I remember getting all these comments from people on the internet going, "It shouldn't be da da da." So I, I looked into it a lot, and that's how I learnt this this kind of um, not educational problem, but this kind of developmental concern. Now it's not proven. Yeah, well, there's that, no there's no data around it, but it, I think it is a bit logical, really, that you know young eyes still need to develop, and unless you can limit that child to you know, a very small amount of use a day, like 30 minutes or 30 minutes every third day or something, it's it's a worry. Mm, yeah, it is a worry because um, 30 minutes is like a minute to um, or a couple of seconds. Oh, you know? That was my next point. You know, I was just going to say, <laughs> good luck getting a kid to do anything for less than bloody two hours, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it leaves you, know, you a that, bit stuck, yeah. mate. It does leave you a bit stuck. What what are they game on now? What's he playing Minecraft on right now? I On a little uh, Samsung uh, tablet. Okay. And what's yeah. your budget? Oh, look, uh, for him, because um, he's our grandson, he lives with us permanently, um, um, there is no sort of you know, limit. You know, there is um, – I just want something really good for him, you know. Yep, yep. If, if that means you go out and get a laptop computer, which is healthier. But I understand what you said. Like um, at the ANU, I had the, um, um, uh, the opportunity to actually – um, wear one of them, and yeah. the, the, aren't the, they remarkable? The, the area, the area where they they're working would have to be about four hundred meters away in a ship's container capsule where they um, grow and grow plants, and of yeah. course monitor them and and all of that. Yeah. And they were in their office, and you got these um, the equipment you put in your hand, the hand controllers. Yep. Yep. And it's getting to the Mate, point where it's you think remarkable. You, you, yeah, you think you can touch each plant. Yes. You know, in you know, near them. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. So, so I, I'd love for him to have that in the future. But right now, I think we, we both agree it's probably not the right thing for an eight-year-old. But here's the thing: if you want to take his his Minecraft to the next level, just just in his current age and, and space, then uh, you know, just maybe suss out or something. You know, is he playing with mates and what have they got? Because even a brand new iPad with, and what you do is you buy an Xbox controller. So a lot of the time, my son, who's eight, or sorry, yep. what is he, nine turning ten, um, my son plays on the iPad mini with an Xbox controller. And so he's playing Minecraft like he's on an Xbox, but oh, okay. it, but it's on an iPad. But by the same right. token, you know, if you want to get him, you know, looking at gaming stuff, then an Xbox is another great thing. And you don't have to buy the big expensive one. Buy the Xbox Series S. As for Sam, it's the white one. It's not as expensive as the big one. You know, that's another okay. great way of playing Minecraft. And you can hook that up yep. to a TV for him. And, yeah, it's it's a fully enjoyable thing. That sounds a lot better. Look, no, thank you very much because there's no way I want to hinder his development. I exactly. really don't. And um, I know when I put that headset on, you are in a different world. Yep. It's completely different. Um, um, you, you, you were in an office with a whole bunch of people, office furniture, you know, things hanging off the wall. But yeah, once you put yeah. that on, um, it's um, you forget where you are. Di- but it's awesome. Do. Like it's you've got he's got he's got to experience oh, it, it. But um, but maybe not every day. <laughs> no, no. Look, no. Thank you very much. For no that. worries. Good luck. Oh, happy happy no, shopping. Yeah. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you very very much. Always a pleasure. And uh, if you've got a question, uh, like Ulrich, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading once again. And let's see if we can help someone else. G'day, Michael. Uh, g'day, Jeff. How you going? Yeah, real good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I guess, as I said in, in, uh, the, on the website to you, um, 
Uh, I live on uh, a main road. Um, about 18 months ago, I did some uh, did a bit of renos and uh, put up a front fence. Um, and uh, I've got a front sliding gate that operates off a little um, radio frequency fob. So right, yep. you just drive you, you drive up to the gate, you press a button, and um, open sesame, the gate the gate um, opens. So basically, what I was after though, um, because I live on the, the main road, um, I was wondering if there's any product out there that uh, uses the Apple HomeKit, where say for example, uh, I'm 100 metres from the house. The phone recognises that I'm 100 metres away, uh, opens the gate. So when I actually get to the gate, it'll just open and I can just drive straight in, yeah. not hold up any traffic, etc. Oh, because when you approach, there's no like spot where you can wait, and so you're if if you're pressing the button, you're actually holding up traffic in that turning in that left left lane. Correct. I've got a little where the council where you have to you, uh, you've got a little space where you can drive in, but the problem is um, there's a bit of pedestrian traffic, etc. And it'd just be nice if the gate opens, people know that the car's coming. And you got Apple CarPlay in your car? I've got Apple CarPlay, but I've got um, oh, we use, I've got iPhone. How far from the house is the gate? Uh, probably about 15, 10, 15 minutes. So it's kind of, uh, have you tested, is there Wi-Fi out there? Yeah, so I thought you might <laughs> ask this. Um, the way, where I've got the Wi-Fi set up is at the back of the house and it kind of runs out virtually at the front door. Yeah. So I'd be short about 10 to 15 metres. So if, if I was going to need something that needed Wi-Fi, I'd probably have to maybe get one of those um, one of those mesh products that you... Um, that well, you mate, it's bit. it's an investment in, in, in the home, in the utility, as I said earlier in the show, and, and I say regularly. So it's not a bad thing to, to be looking at. So, yes, you, yeah. I need you to get Wi-Fi to the gate. Bottom line, okay, um, okay, that can be done. Yep. And, and so let's let's assume you're going to invest in that at some point. The gate controller okay. box. Have you had a look at what's in it? No, um, maybe should have attached a photo or something. It's no, 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 little, no, mate. It's this is all yeah. for you to do, mate. I'm, and I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> as someone who's wired a, the odd garage door, it's actually really easy to do. If you look okay. up the brand, so look up the brand of the gate controller because it's most likely the controller is essentially the same as it is for a garage door. They're just a you know, they're a switch mechanism. The RFID, the, you know, the tag you've got now just presses a button and it triggers a switch and, you know, it's an open or a closed option, right? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. when you open up the box and look in it, there'll be these little, um, there'll be these little jumper switches, not jumper switches, there'll be these little areas where you can kind of screw out and you can insert yep. a cable. And what that okay. is, is that's where you put a, um, a controller like a smart home controller. So the one oh, I'd recommend okay. is is Meros M E R O S Meros. They're on Amazon. Meros, They're easy yep. to get. And you look for smart okay. gate, smart garage door opener, and do a little bit okay. of research about what you're buying. Make sure it will actually work. But essentially, if you look up the manufacturer of your gate controller, and mm-hmm. and look at what the what the inputs to those little little wires are, two of them are the one you just need two wires and you essentially just plug two wires from this controller into the correct two ports and it's a trigger it's a yes or a no and when it hits yes it goes and closes and then it, it wow. triggers the opposite when it closes and and here's the great thing I'm telling you get a car with Apple CarPlay it's mind blowing you know what happens when you're yeah. driving you know in the city the the CarPlay home screen just says you know here's a map and you know here's your next appointment but when you're like half a kilometer from home that next appointment, yep. it changes and it says open garage door. 
Yeah, wow. on the infotainment system. It knows where you are. It knows you're close to home. Yeah. And you just touch the screen, mate. But more importantly, you can just use Siri. So you can just use Siri in the car to say, hey, any chance, Siri, you can open the garage door. And boom, by the time you get there, the gate's open for you, buddy. So that's exactly what I'm after. I mean, next car will definitely have Apple CarPlay. Unfortunately, I'm I'm just rocking a uh, 2000 model Camry at the moment. So... That's we'll just future thinking, mate. That's just future thinking, right? So, <laughs> yeah, bottom line, no, no, no. right now, what you need to do, don't don't yep. buy the Wi-Fi until you've done some research into the control box of your gate. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, look up the brand, yeah. open it up, have a look at the switches, find the manual, and there'll be yep. probably four little kind of screw-in wire holes. Two okay. of them are what you need to hook up the Meros. Okay, Meros, definitely. All right, I'll have a look into that. Um, I'll, I'll know that I'll, I'll call the actual guy who's called the gate and have a chat with him about it too. Yeah, mate, he'll know. He, like, you tell him what you're yeah. doing and he'll, he'll know what to do. And, mate, yeah, it's the yeah, coolest yeah, thing ever because yeah. then it's just like, hey, Siri, do this. It's so good. It's such a great thing to have. Yeah, so, so that, like, for example, that product that you just said, that Meros, you'll be able to set parameters like I, I was talking about, say, 100 metres in the house. It'll, it'll know that. I'm there and I'm coming and opening the gate, etc. Yeah, you, you, look, I, I wouldn't rely entirely on geofencing all the time. Um, you know, Siri's uh-huh. great, but she's not amazing. Yep. And when I say Siri, yep. I mean Siri shortcuts, like when I arrive at this this location. Um, sure. Yep, yep. Which is why I, I just think that it's it's even easier. You know, you're coming around the corner well before you'd ever be able to get keychain reach. Just summon Siri on your phone and, and open the garage door. So, Hi, Siri, open because the gate, yeah. then you don't have any false positives as well. You know, suddenly it's opening because it thinks you're home or it thinks you're leaving and all that. Don't yeah, set up automations yeah. on a thing that's protecting your home. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. And as I said, if it can do, if you can just start to ask it to open, you know, at a certain bit when you want it to. Yeah, that's the. And, and by the way, you get a notification on your phone. Like I got one yesterday. I'm sitting in the office working, and I got a notification: garage door opened. Because one of my sons opened the door and took one of the scooters out because they were going to go scooting around the roundabout. So it's another great reason is you get notifications every time the the door opens and shuts. Oh, Well, that sounds really good. That that sounds good. Do a bit of research, but I think you'll find that'll do the trick, mate. Oh, no, Judge. Well, look, I'll I'll look into that product and um, it sounds good and hopefully that'll get you to play. All right, Michael. Good luck with it. Thanks Thanks for getting in touch, mate. Alright, Trev. Good on you, mate. Cheers, buddy. And uh, if you've got a question like Michael, hit me up uh, next week on the show. We'll take even more calls uh, here on the EFTM podcast. Whew, I'm exhausted. I need some lunch now. It's time for lunch here in the EFTM studio. Uh, big 24 hours or so coming up. As I say, keep your eye on the website for all that news and information as it drops and lands and is available. Um, but uh, we'll be back here next week if you've got questions, comments, feedback, uh, or you know something that I don't, then email me, eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. Great to have your company. We'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.